I like to rise when the sun she rises early in the morning, and I like to hear the small birds singing merrily upon the lay land, and hurrah for the life of a country boy, and go rambling in the new-mown hay. From a North Yorkshire song. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall and this is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for July 13th to 20th, 2018, and we're on the first quarter of the buck moon. So here are some natural and unnatural events for this quarter moon. One of the more satisfying sights of summer is that of a broad green sward of close-cropped grass. It brings a sweet sense of satisfaction, of peace and prosperity rooted deep in our Paleolithic souls, where short grass means grazing animals, which means food for our families. And this ancient yearning may be why Americans mow millions of acres of lawns every week through the summer. 2005 study using data from NASA estimated that there were 40 million acres of lawns in the United States, making grass clippings America's largest crop. I'll leave it to others to decide whether this is natural or unnatural, because this past week we did the annual mowing of a couple of acres around our camp on Cobbs Cook Bay. For 20 years we used an old-fashioned scythe and grass whip for the job and found it most satisfying. The rhythmic whispering of the scythe through grass did little to disturb the engulfing quiet of that enchanting place, nor did it drown out bird song and bird call and it also allowed me to hear the warning buzz when I disturbed a hornet's nest in a hole in the ground, giving time for a hasty retreat to safety. This is the way grass was cut for centuries, to make hay to feed the animals and grain to feed the people through the winter. And then in the 1830s, several mechanical reapers appeared, notably one perfected by Cyrus McCormick. McCormick's reaper put an end to much of the back-breaking work of scything grasses and grains, but it didn't work on rocky or uneven ground. So the scythe remained, and still remains, a very useful tool. Today, mowing of fields may be done with a tractor and a bush hog, maybe a sickle bar mower, maybe a flail-type mower, or, of course, larger mechanical harvesters, or combines, which can be assembled in gangs and mow a very wide swath very quickly. For the grounds around our camp, we changed over about 10 years ago to a conventional gas push mower fitted with extra-large wheels, because doing the mowing by hand there was getting a little overwhelming. Over the years, I've learned to hit the numerous rocks at precisely the right angle so as to sharpen the blade rather than dulling it. Still, it makes far too much noise, and it 
wreaks havoc on the tiny creatures that live in the grass. To balance the scales of nature's justice, the noise of the mower makes it impossible to hear the warning buzz when I run over a yellow jacket nest, often enough allowing them to exact their righteous penalty on my flesh. Here's a field and forest report. Because of a cool and dry spring, the first cutting of this year's hay is just now finishing up around here with concerns that it may be the only cutting this year. Haying has come a long way, too, from the days of the scythe and the hayrick to huge round bales in plastic shrink wrap lining the fields to be brought home as needed. There is one grass indigenous to Maine that's very precious, not as a fodder, not as a food, not as an ornament, not as a, as a hallucinogen, but as a sacrament. And I'm talking about sweet grass, Iyer Chloe odorata, which has been widely used as incense in ceremonies of northern indigenous people since the dawn of time. It grows near the shore and in salt marshes, and its smoke is considered cleansing and healthful as its aroma freshens the home, the hearth, and the heart. Here's a saltwater report. Eelgrass, Zostera marina, loves salt water. It serves to stabilize shorelines, provides habitat for marine life, and it provides a useful carbon sink. It is also, unfortunately, in trouble in the Gulf of Maine due to heavy shoreland use, clam raking, and beach erosion. And here's a rank opinion. As the grasses go, so go the people. And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. The first is from the book of Isaiah, probably about 600 B.C. The 40th chapter, the 6th and 7th verses. The voice said, Cry. And he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. And from Walt Whitman, 1819 to 1892. I believe a leaf of grass is no less than the journey work of the stars. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>